section seven of culinary herbs their cultivation harvesting curing and uses this is a LibriVox recording all LibriVox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. culinary herbs their cultivation harvesting curing and uses by maurice grinville canes culinary herbs defined transplanting location of herb garden transplanting no more care is required in transplanting herbs than in resetting other plants but unless a few essentials are realized in practice the results are sure to be unsatisfactory of course the ideal way is to grow the plants in small flower pots and when they have formed a ball of roots to set them in the garden the next best is to grow them in seed pans or flats shallow boxes in which they should be set several inches apart as soon as large enough to handle and in which they should be allowed to grow for a few weeks to form a mass of roots when these plants are to be set in the garden they should be broken apart by hand with as little loss of roots as possible but whether neither of these plans can be practised as in the growing of the plants in little nursery beds either in hotbeds cold frames or in the garden border the plants should be pricked out that is transplanted while very small to a second nursery bed in order to make them stocky or sturdy and better able to take care of themselves when removed to final quarters if this be done there should be no need of clipping back the tops to balance an excessive loss of roots a necessity in case the plants are not so treated or in the case they become large or lanky in the second bed in all cases it is best to transplant when the ground is moist as it is immediately after being dug or ploughed but this cannot always be arranged neither can one always count upon a shower to moisten the soil just after the plants have been set if advantage can be taken of an approaching rainfall it should be done because this is the ideal time for transplanting it is much better than immediately after which is perhaps next best transplanting in cloudy weather and toward evening is better than in sunny weather and in the morning since the weather is prone to be coy if not fickle the manual part of transplanting should always be properly done the plant should always be taken up with as little loss of roots as possible be kept exposed to the air as short a time as possible and when set in the ground have the soil packed firmly about their roots so firmly that the operator may think it is almost too firm after setting the surface soil should be made loose so as to act as a mulch and prevent the loss of moisture from the packed lower layer if the ground be dry a hole may be made beside the plant and filled with water lots of water and when it has soaked away and the soil seems to be drying the surface should be made smooth and loose as already mentioned if possible such time should be avoided because of the extra work entailed and the probable increased loss due to the unfavorable conditions implements when herbs are grown upon a commercial scale the implements needed will be the same as for general trucking ploughs harrows weeder etc to fit the soil for the hand tools much labor can be saved by using hand wheel drills cultivators weeders and the other tools that have become so wonderfully popular within the past decade or two some typical kinds are shown in these pages 
these implements are indispensable in keeping the surface soil loose and free from weeds especially between the rows and even fairly close to the plants in doing this they save an immense amount of labor and time since they can be used with both hands and the muscles of the body with less exertion than the hoe and the rake require nothing however can take the place of the hand tools for getting among and around the plants the work that weeding entails is tiresome but must be done if success is to crown one's efforts while the plants are little some of the weeders may be used those with a blade or a series of blades are adapted for cutting weeds off close to the surface those with prongs are useful only for making the soil loose closer to the plants than the rake dare be run by the average man hoes of various types are useful when the plants become somewhat larger or when one does not have the wheel cultivators in all well-regulated gardens there should be a little liberal selection of the various wheel and hand tools only one of the hand tools demands any special comment many gardeners like to use a dipple for transplanting with this tool it is so easy to make a hole and to press the soil against the plant dropped in that hole but i believe that many of the failures in transplanting result from the improper use of this tool unless the dibble may be properly operated the plant may be left suspended in a hole the sides of which are more or less hard and impervious to the tiny tender rootlets that strive to penetrate them from my own observation of the use of this tool i believe that the proper place for the dibble in the novice's garden is in the attic side by side with the unloaded shotgun where it may be viewed with apprehension in spite of this warning if any one is hardy enough to use a dibble let him choose the flat style not the round one the proper way is to thrust the tool straight down at right angles to the direction of the row and press the soil back and forth with the flat side of the blade until a hole say two or three inches across and five or six inches deep has been formed in the hole the plant latch should then be suspended so all the roots and a little of the stem beneath the surface will be covered when the soil is replaced replacing the soil is the important part of the operation the dibble must now be thrust in the soil again parallel and close to the hole and the soil pushed over so the hole will be completely closed from bottom to top firming the soil completes the operation there is much less danger of leaving a hole with the flat than with the round dibble which is almost sure to leave a hole beneath the plant i remember having trouble with some lily plants which were not thriving supposing that insects were at the roots i carefully drew the earth away from one side and found that the earth had not been brought up carefully beneath the bulbs and that the roots were hanging four or five inches beneath the bulbs in the hole left by the dibble and not properly closed by the careless gardener i therefore warn every dibble user to be sure to crowd over the soil well especially at the lower end of the hole for my own part i rely upon my hands digits existed long before dibbles and they are much more reliable what matter if some soil sticks to them it is not unresponsive to the wooing of water location of herb garden in general the most favorable exposure for an herb garden is toward the south 
but lacking such an exposure should not deter one from planting herbs on a northern slope if this be the only site available indeed such sites often prove remarkably good if other conditions are propitious and proper attention is given the plants similarly a smooth gentle sloping surface is especially desirable but even in gardens in which the ground is almost billowy the gardener may often take advantage of the irregularities by planting the moisture-loving plants in the hollows and those that like dry situations upon the ridges nothing like turning disadvantages to account no matter what the nature of the surface and the exposure it is always advisable to give the herbs the most sunny spots in the garden places where shade from trees barns other buildings and from fences cannot reach them this is suggested because the development of the oils upon which the flavoring of most of the herbs mainly depends is best in full sunshine and the plants have more substance than when grown in the shade End of section seven.